your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host Trey Matthews. I apologize if it's a little echoey. Uh, yeah, I'm back in my dorm uh, recording this episode because it's late at night. It's uh, 11, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, October 19th, 2020. And uh, the studio at my uh, in my school is closed for the time being, so uh, it, it's just closed for the night, and I just didn't have time to go there. And like I said, even though it's open up twenty four seven, I just uh, I'm very busy, and I just don't have time to like get campus security to unlock it, and just me being there for a few minutes. Because wait, wait, why am I being in there for a few minutes? You might ask. Well. Today is going to be a crossover. That's right. So as many of you may have already known, we traded a fifth round pick to the Columbus Blue Jackets in order to get Ryan Murray. Yeah, that's right. Ryan Murray, the former second overall pick in the 2012 NHL draft. Well, you know, I've already done an episode involving him. And you, you guys know, I'm not really the biggest fan of the trade because I just feel like there's a lot of risk factors for it. So you, joining me today will be Jay Forster. Uh, he's the uh, host of Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets. And he also uh, does the national show for Locked On. So follow him on Locked On NHL. I believe they... Uh, alternate host so I believe Sarah does it then uh, Sneaky Joe and then he himself uh, we have a few hosts for the uh, Locked On NHL uh, podcast network because you know we're all so busy with uh, with our own shows so you know we have to do that so if you hadn't checked out uh, last episode I believe what did I do uh, we I just did a lot of free agency news, so it's all just uh, coming together. Um, that's right, we did Corey Crawford, and you know I'm I'm actually a fan of that signing. We're getting a former Stanley Cup winner joining our team, so I believe that'll be exciting. And you know we swap one Corey out for another, so that's also pretty exciting. And also, guys, something happened over the weekend that I just need to address on my show uh, at some point in the future. Like, listen, I do the best of my ability. That's all I'm going to say. I do the absolute best to my ability to provide a good show for y'all, and I would never, ever, ever try to infuriate someone. Just just putting that out there, and I just need that to be addressed. So, you know, that that, that will be addressed in a future episode. Not right now, but, you know, still. like it, It's just part of me being in the public eye for right now. So, yeah, I'm not too worried about it, but... Yeah, just, just just know, guys, I, I do my absolute best to make sure that I put on a great show for you guys, and I would never just try to, you know, just BS it. So, and, and I do make mistakes. I do make mistakes. I'm human, and when I do make a mistake, I do acknowledge it, and I do apologize for it. So, you know, I'm just human. We, we all make mistakes. So, uh, yeah, we're going to bring in Jay Forrester, and he's going to discuss all about uh, Ryan Murray, what he brings to the table, what he can bring to the New Jersey Devils. We're also going to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets. What does this mean for the Blue Jackets? Because like I said, I don't host the Blue Jackets. I don't do their show, so I don't know what they were trying to do. Uh, obviously, all I knew, it was just a salary dump, so they were either trying to prepare to sign someone big or... 
or they uh, have someone on their roster that they want to sign to a max deal. So that's all I knew, and that's all I could inform you guys on. So, yeah, let's uh, bring in Jay Forrester from Locked On NHL and Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets to just cover the topic on Ryan Murray and see what he brings to the organization. But first, I need to tell you guys something. I am just low on energy, so I'm going to uh, treat myself to a built bar. That's right. Built Bar. So, uh, yeah, let's begin. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't know what a Built Bar is? Let me tell you something about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few when I go out to the gym, and they are super healthy too. You're probably thinking... Wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew? Uh, 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack. That is not true. As I stated, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. And you, yes you, I'm going to make an offer that you can't refuse. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off off at builtbar.com. There we go. I repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to builtbar.com and get your built bars right now. All right, let's bring in Jay and let's begin this crossover. We have a lot to discuss. All right, now joining me is Jay Forster from Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets. And Jay, how you doing? I am. I'm good. How are you? I'd be much better, but, you know, uh, Doc Emmerich is retiring, so, you know, there's that. Uh, legendary broadcaster. I uh, he, I took inspiration from his broadcasts. Uh, I based some of my broadcasts off the style he does it, which is, you know, constantly talking and finding ways to uh, improvise and speak. So, you know, just sad to see a legend go. But, you know, that, that was then and this is now. We're going to be talking about – your guy, Ryan Murray. So, Jay, you, you host uh, Locked On uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. What were they thinking of trading the former second overall pick back in 2012? I think it it's legitimately just a cap move for us. Like, we need to figure out how to, si- how to re-sign Pierre-Luc Dubois. And so we needed the cap space for that. I think Kakalainen was really scared of offer sheets. Um, and so I thought originally we were going to be making a push for Taylor Hall, maybe, um, that didn't end up happening. Uh, but now it's literally just, it was cap space and we have so many defensemen that are kind of ready to, ready to kind of jump up into that third spot. And at the minute we were paying, I think he's making like 4.7 million, which is too much for a, for a guy that's on the third pair most of the season. So I, I always talk about that. He's actually a very good player, but the problem is, is that he's injury prone. Like uh, he hasn't played in a full season, I, I think in a few years. And <clears throat> like you said, this was totally just a, a salary dump for the uh, Blue Jackets because obviously you guys are, uh, I, I, I consider you guys just uh, trying to make a deep playoff run. You guys were obviously invited to the bubble. You end up losing to the eventual champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And so I, I think you guys just wanted to make some moves so that way you could contend at a higher level. But um, let, let, let's talk about what he does bring to a team when he's healthy. So 
what what can we expect from Murray if if healthy? Uh, well, Murray, in my opinion, was one of the best passers that we had on the team. Um, like he just he makes these little plays that seem like they're nothing, and then suddenly the puck is 150 feet away, and you know we've got a really good scoring chance. That's something that's always kind of stood out to me. Um, he's he's pretty decent offensively. Uh, sorry, defensively. Um, but he, where he really kind of stands out for me is that kind of that puck moving, that, uh, skating. He, he just, he's a really, he's a threat whenever he's on the ice. Um, which is, which is great. Um, but again, like, because we were so stacked on defense, there's just, there was no way to make him, to make it fit for him, which, which is a real shame because I do think he is a legitimate, and like when he's healthy, he is a legitimate one or two defenseman in in most teams. Yeah, I mean, I talked about how the New Jersey Devils we need more uh, defense to 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 help us get get us out of the gutter. A lot of people said that offense is more of our problem. We need to draft like wingers and uh, centers and things of that nature. But I always said uh, defense wins you championships, and that's what the Devils have been known for historically. But uh, now it's become our detriment. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I said over the offseason, we need to get some defensemen. I just didn't know who and when or how it would be uh, uh, attainable. But obviously, you guys gave up uh, Murray for essentially nothing, uh, a, a draft pick. Do you guys think you could have done maybe just a little better? Because, you know, it, it is a fifth round draft pick. And, you know, uh, I, I'm just a little curious. Like, what, what were your initial reactions for the trade? Do you think you, you could have gotten something just a little better? Because we're talking about the the former second overall pick. We're not just talking about like a scrub. Yeah, exactly. Like that was that was the thing that, that bothered me a little bit was, you know, like and from like an emotional point as well, like I really liked Ryan Murray, I thought he brought a lot to the team, and so to see him kind of get traded for basically nothing was a little bit like that. Like that sucked. Um, so yeah, I would have liked to see maybe you know like we got Nudavara, uh, we traded Nudavara for a prospect. I would have liked to see maybe a defensive prospect in return, or you know higher than a than a fifth round pick. But I do think it was just a case of like who can we get to take almost 5 million of salary and and apparently you know that was that seemed like the best that we could do without having to retain because that was that was a big thing was like we didn't we, we needed the cap space so there was no point retaining and then maybe getting something slightly better it would it would probably have been on on Kakalainen's mind i think anyway to just be like right uh, who's willing to take all of his salary, what are you going to give me? And this is how this is how it kind of shook out. Yeah, it's interesting how uh, you, you guys did trade him for essentially nothing. It's, it's uh, pretty interesting to hear the reasoning right there. And I just want to know, like, uh, are the Blue Jackets uh, in a better position uh, than they were before trading Murray? Because, like we said, we uh, people thought that the Devils won that trade by a landslide, but uh, I, re- I remember a few years ago, we made the P.K. Subban trade, and that didn't really work out too well for us because Subban didn't exactly play bad per se, but he didn't play as good as his contract is um, stating for us. So, you know, it, it's just like, 
let's let's be careful. Let's uh, not jump to conclusions about winning a trade or this or that or a third. Uh, are, are the Blue Jackets in a better position? Um, I mean, it's it's tough to say because I think on like the on ice product right now, I think is weaker because obviously we lost we lost a very good defenseman, but if getting that cap space lets us re-sign uh, Dubois to a longer contract. Um, we've got to re-sign Gav- uh, Vladislav Gavrikov as well, who's one of the bigger surprises on defence for us this season. Um, and I think like it's like comparing it to the PK Subban trade is interesting, I think, because at the end of the day, Ryan Murray only has one year left on his contract, I think. Um, yeah, that's another so, risk you know, I said. It's, it's interesting. Either he has another kind of injury riddled year and you guys decide actually no he's not he's not worth it or you know on the flip side he comes into the organization he does really well he kind of has I hate I hate to say like a career resurgence because I don't actually think his the quality of his hockey has declined just like it's tough with with his health like staying healthy so I would be I wouldn't be surprised if he came into the organization and had like a really solid a really solid year and turned around next season and was like, right, well, I would like to make more money than I'm currently making. And then, you know, you have to kind of, you have to kind of go from there. Um, but the thing about like, the thing about Ryan Murray is again, like his injuries. So I don't know how happy the Devils would be, even if he had a really good year next season, I don't know how happy they would be to sign a guy with a degenerative back condition at the age of like, I don't even think he's 25 yet. I think he's, I think he's 24, maybe 25. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's tough to call. You no, know, you're absolutely right. And uh, by the way, he's 27. Oh, um, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's 20, he's 27. So right. uh, the, the, the thing is, is that I always said this was a risk. This is a bit of a risk trade. Cause I'm seeing a lot more negatives and positives. So, here, here's a, a positive outcome. He does well, and then we resign him long term, and then you know our rebuild goes up a few steps. But uh, here, here's uh, the the risk. One, like you said, he's injury prone. So what if he gets hurt again? What if he hurts his back again? Uh, two, uh, what if what if he does well, but the uh, Devils aren't doing so well, and you know he's only signed to a one year deal? Do, do you try to convince him to stay and say like, listen, we have a plan? Uh, for the future and uh, you know, he's not convinced by it and we end up having to trade him or three, does he do well? We do mediocre. We we decide not to like, you know, uh, trade him and he just leaves and we essentially get nothing in return. No, no, not essentially. We do get nothing in a term. So, you know, that, that's just the, that's just the risk I'm seeing. Like, um, do you expect him to sign long-term with the Devils? I, I know this is a little bit about your element and maybe, you know, just uh, a little tough to say, but I'm just interested. Is he the type of guy who's like very loyal to an organization? Uh, yeah, I, like, like you said, it is tough to say. Um, in terms of like long-term, long-term deals, I would like to think that, yeah, he does. He does want to re-sign. He does want, like... Like, I, I always think, like, if it was me, I would want a long-term deal instead of, like, all of this moving around and maybe getting, you know, a two-year deal here, a two-year deal there. Um, I do know that he asked for a trade from the Blue Jackets a couple of years ago, um, which I think was due potentially to, like, 
this being dropped to the third pairing and kind of not getting a lot of ice time, but it's it's tough to say because again, it's it's all tied into his inability to kind of stay healthy. So I think if he is in a position to sign long term, I think yeah, he definitely would, if only to kind of get that insurance against against like any potential potential further injuries. But I do think it's a case of maybe signing long term for less money than going somewhere else and signing shorter term for more money. Well, you know, that that does raise a good point. But like I said, it's just very risky on the devil's part. Like they're looking at the player. They're not like looking at the contract and they're not like looking at the backstory and the potential things that could go wrong because like I said, you can't get out of a rebuild just with signing and trading a few players. Like, you know, you got to take your time because if you try to buy, buy your way out of a rebuild, you're actually extending it. So if you try to rush a rebuild, you're, you're just, uh, you're, you're just extending it, as I just said. So uh, what have you been seeing from the Blue Jackets? Uh, I know it's been a very crazy year. So you, obviously you have the NHL regular season, then you have the NHL bubble. So, uh, what, what are you seeing from the uh, NHL and uh, the Blue Jackets so far uh, after this year of, you know, just playing through a pandemic? Um, I So basically, coming into this season, my expectations were not low, but like we lost Bobrovsky, we lost Panarin. To an extent, we lost Duchesne, but he wasn't, I don't think he was great while he was here. So, you know, everyone had kind of already written us off before the season had even started. And so for me, this season was almost like, like a mini rebuild. You know, we had two basically untested goaltenders. Um, we were lacking up front. Like the, the only thing that was really kind of solid for us was the defense. So I kind of basically was like, look, we might contend for the playoffs. I don't know if we make it, but I'll be happy if we kind of stick in that middle of the pack. And then obviously we ended up making the playoffs. We lost to the eventual the eventual champions for the third time in in four seasons, which not is... To mention, not to mention, you guys went into, like, five overtimes in one game. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was it was crazy. So, like, this season, for me, went way better than I expected. Um, but I do think that's kind of set expectations for next season. Um, I, think, I think there's going to be an expectation for this team to make the playoffs next season and, you know, maybe make it to the second round again, which would be exciting. For me, because, you know, obviously, as you know, the Blue Jackets have won one playoff series ever. Um, so, you know, the, the goal now is to make make the second round, which I think they're going to be expecting of this group, considering we we gave the Lightning the hardest test, I think. Um, we were the only team that kind of seemed to be able to keep up with them. And obviously we still lost, but it was close games. It was, I think they won... They won in overtime twice, and then they the other two games were one goal wins. Whereas you know Tampa Bay was scoring five or six goals on Boston, on um, on New York, on Dallas. It's I'll be interested to see how how next season goes, especially considering we haven't really changed that much in terms of like the main pieces. You know we haven't lost any of our forwards really we haven't we lost our both of our third pairing defensemen but you know if if the biggest issue in your team is you know guys like 
the fourth line or your third pairing defenseman or your backup goalie. Like if those are your biggest issues, I don't feel like you have a lot to worry about in terms of recreating success, if that makes sense. Like I expect us to be basically the same team minus minus uh, Murray and Nudavara uh, and then minus Wemberg and plus Miko Koivu, which I do think is a is an upgrade in, in center. Right. And um, I know you cover the national show as well. So uh, aside from the Blue Jackets, uh, what do you expect to see from the New Jersey Devils? Like, is there any hope for my organization or any hope for my team? Can you answer that to the best of your ability? I Yeah. So the Devils are kind of, they're a weird team because I always expect them, I expected them to be really good a few years ago. And then Taylor Hall basically dragged them, dragged them to the playoffs through like sheer willpower. Um, and then, I don't know, you've, you've got a lot of good young pieces, I think. Obviously, um, you've got, uh, Hughes, you've got Heisha. Um, I think you know you've got the right pieces in place. What matters, I think, this season is going to be really interesting. Um, and I think Ryan Murray is the perfect player to kind of bring into a rebuilding team because he's old enough that he can have that kind of that leadership presence with the younger guys, but he's not old enough to kind of be a liability. And he's easily like you don't have to keep him. You know, you've got well, he's got one year left on his deal. He can be a good presence for the, for younger defensemen, especially. And if it works out, he's young enough that he could easily stay and become part of the core. So I think having Ryan Murray, if again, you know, with the caveat, if he stays healthy, I think he can only be kind of a good thing for the team, even if it's you know, um, just like being there for the younger guys. I know one of the. One of the big things about him in Columbus was that he was, you know, he's a really good locker room guy. Um, I don't think any of the guys would have a bad word to say about him. He just kind of seems like he's a really kind of chill, solid, solid guy to have in the locker room. So, yeah, uh, you talk about experience for a team. I feel like Corey Crawford is now our answer for that kind of thing, because, you know, he's in his mid thirties. He's won a couple Stanley Cups with a very good organization in the Chicago Blackhawks. So I feel like uh, he'll be a big help. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's basically, um, you, you hit the nail on the head, which is, uh, I don't know what the New Jersey Devils are trying to build, but you know, uh, I'll say this, it's interesting to say the least. It's, it's very intriguing. It's very interesting to see, uh, the type of team we're trying to build, the type of team we're trying to accomplish and, uh, you know, just, just seeing what we're, what we're trying to do. So I'll, I'll just say that, that, you know, it's really, really, really interesting and, um, yeah, I think, uh, just leave it at there. Just, we, we will have to wait and see what the season has in store for us. So, uh, anyway, so thanks for coming on to the show and giving my, uh, listeners some insight on Ryan Murray. I appreciate it, Jay. Yeah, no worries, man. Anytime. Oh man, how did I forget to mention, well, I technically mentioned it in the crossover, but not in the introduction. Yeah, Doc Emmerich retiring from the NHL, I must say that was a huge shocker for me because like I said in this crossover uh, episode, Doc Emmerich has been a huge inspiration for me. I base uh, my broadcast off of his style, which is just constantly talking and just finding improvisation words and, you know, just phrases to use. I've made up my own, um, you know, language of hockey terms that, you know, because it, it, I, 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 I took inspiration from Doc Emmerich because, you know, he made up a lot of uh, words to describe a passing move. So uh, for, for me, here's some uh, phrases I've invented. Or You know what? 
no, no. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that for a future episode because we do have to do an episode centered around the legendary Doc Emmerich. And no, he's not dead. And I think everyone knows that he's just retiring. And, uh, you know, that, that really does suck because he's a huge icon in not only the hockey world, but just uh, the sports world in general. I, I believe he's up there in uh, legendary broadcasters to ever walk the grace of the earth, including like uh, he's up there with like Vince Scully. um uh, and, and some others, but you know, just, it, it's amazing. And I, I'm sad to see him go. And obviously if 2020 couldn't get any worse, well, it's gotten worse. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, thanks to Jay for appearing and also just giving some more insight on Ryan Murray. So there you have it. It is still a risk, but you know, there's always some upside and, and, you know, he has a lot of back issues and he's 27. So that's something to be a little concerned about. But like I said, that's sometime in the future and we just got to worry about now. So, So uh, thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you in the next episode.